This is a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh yeah, you'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Yeah, 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 what's good, Josh? Your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. the Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos, because I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. You know, at this point, it feels like I've been all over the world picking these Infinity Stones up. You know, I'm very happy to be reporting to you live from the home studio. Uh, I'm back in the crib, you know, after the Pastor Aux tour and then shooting overseas. You know, I'm definitely not in the studio as much as I would like to be. I'm a perfectionist. So I appreciate all of you that subscribe to the podcast and tap in every time you see that little notification pop up. And if you're not subscribed, make sure you do that right now. This is a very interesting show for a few different reasons. There's a lot of connections here. I had the privilege of interviewing one of the stars, writers, and producers for one of my favorite shows, Southside on HBO Max. I sat down with Mr. Sultan Salahuddin. He is Simon from the show Southside. If you don't watch that show, um, you should. They totally deserve an Emmy. It is hilarious, um, and we, we get into that in the episode. The show is about two dudes that work at a rent-to-own furniture store, and you know they just hustlers. They have all these ideas about getting ahead, and the show really just follows that path and all the different branches that that extends to in the south side of Chicago. Thus, the name South Side. Now, I said this is interesting because we are coming to Chicago for National Prosecco Week, July 20th. I'm linking up with my brother, Derek Westbrook. At this point, he's a pastor, Orgs VIP, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's going to be me and him vibing out on the 20th right at his shop. Make sure you go to wineandhiphop.com. Right now, you can pick up tickets, $45, 20 different wines. You already know how it goes down. And then, same week, right back at you, we're going to be in New York on July 23rd. This time, I'm going head-to-head with fellow podcast legend, the black wine guy, my dog, MJ Towler. Shout out to MJ. I'm sure plenty of you people listening to this podcast listen to his as well. If you don't, definitely go check it out because my man is extremely talented. I'm very, very excited to um to do this event with him, and I'm I'm happy that he agreed to um to grace the stage with me, man. You know, I ain't battling a while, man. So this should be interesting. This episode is all about the shot. Shout to the shot. I've always got nothing but love there. Um, I love so much music from there. So I'm very, very excited to be bringing this event. I do these events so that I can connect with you guys in person and we can help to enrich and foster this culture for the next generations. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what it's going to go to? But in the meantime, check out this fire podcast with my dog, Sultan Salahuddin. One of the creators, executive producers, and writers of the hit show on HBO Max, Southside. And stay tuned for a discount code for our National Prosecco Week event. First of all, thank you for joining us on the show, man. It's my this pleasure, my huge, honor. Huge, huge honor. 
It is absolutely my favorite show on TV uh, right now. Uh, um, that hurt. That uh, touches me. Thank you. It's like it's fun. Like not in a bad weird. way. Like I might call you Simon a few times. That's okay. You Does know that what? happen a lot? All the time, man. Like you have to understand, like <laughs> in people's reality, in the reality of life, when people see me. They see Simon. So if I was to be like, yo, no, they money, I'd be the asshole. Because 20 minutes after I talk to them, guess who I am again? I'm Simon. So I think that's with any any celebrity. Like if you, celebrities who do a lot of movies, I'm sure they get called many different characters. And yeah. they just be like, hey, yeah, that's what's up. All right, dude. All right, y'all, y'all be cool. Stay over there though. But you know, it's, no, but yeah, 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 it happens all the time. <laughs> nah, but um, no, nah, I say that because, like, you know, I was mentioning this earlier, it, it Southside quickly became our house's background show. Oh, like, that's... We, we binged through this, the first, the two seasons. That's love. And then um, we just always kept it on because, you know, the comedy in the show is so quick. It's almost like you can pick up on the episode at any point and yeah. enjoy it whenever. From so, that point forward. Yeah, so you oh, guys that's... just became, like, family members very quickly. Um... um that's dope. Good I want, shit, man. just want to say on behalf of like the writing staff and the actors and the creators for the show, we are humbled and, and thankful that you guys support us, yeah. that you watch our show, and we just ask that you continue to spread the word and, you know, watch Southside. But yeah. uh, I, 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 I'm actually, one of the goals in working on the show is something that was really important to me, as well as all the executive producers, was to make sure that we were funny. Like, we went after funny more than we went after anything else. We are a hard comedy. And there's so many other things on TV right now that take you through different emotions, um, but there aren't many things on television that are taking you to the laughter emotion and beyond that. And I think that's one of the, one of the elements for our success in Southside is our commitment to comedy. Mm. Yeah, so, no, yeah. It, I mean... A lot of funny very, people writing on this show. I mean, it's Talented. like, it's so well thought out. Now, you Thank know, you. Um, and you uh, created the show with your brother. Yeah, my brother and his writing partner, yes, Bashir Slaudin and Diallo Riddle and myself, we all came together and, you know, one thing, the dominoes start falling in place and boom, here we are. So, yeah, absolutely. So, like, so tell me, were you guys cooking it? How many, how many years were you guys, like, kind of talking about the concept? That's a very good question. Um, two. Two years before we put pen to pad, and five years from pen to pad to the television. Mm. So it was a total of seven years. Like, if the way that the show feels, it's like so organic, like yeah. you can tell you all like know each other really well. It like, it feels like you guys are like improv it. <laughs> well. <know>? Like, what? <laughs> So, we we improv the whole two seasons. <laughs> just so y'all know, we didn't write one it felt, thing. It felt a little, we didn't we didn't write nothing. Like that. <laughs> well, that's a compliment. We, I'm, thank you. That's but a yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. So tell me about like it all coming together. The chemistry of it all. Or, okay, so like, um, you know, Quincy who plays Q on the show. Mm -hmm. Okay, f here's a little bit of background. Quincy and Kareem are my friends from high school. Right. So that's why our chemistry is the way it is. I've been knowing them since we was whippersnappers back in the day in Chicago on the South Side. Obviously, I grew up with my brother. Um, and my sister's on the show. Uh, his, Bashir's wife is on the show. Bashir's on the show. So it's a big family yeah. affair in that respect. Um, uh, Diallo's on the show with Bashir. They're writing partners, so they have a chemistry behind the camera, in front of the camera. And so you have all these little elements and then you have comedians involved who are writing on the show and in the show and you have all these things from back in Chicago where we kind of grew up together 
and we're able to bring that to the screen. Um, it really like it started like uh, like so in my mom's house and for Thanksgiving and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people in the Midwest who went to college can relate to this or stay abroad. They go back to their moms and see them for Thanksgiving. They fight through the snow. It is what it is. You know, yeah. you got you got to go see moms. But one of the things about going back to my mom's house on Thanksgiving is that we had these really really elaborate like. Uh, sessions where we would just like crack jokes for like an hour and a half, two hours, just after we eat, everybody sits down and we just all sit in a room like this and it's just like firing off and, and everybody can get it right. and everybody can give it. So it's a really, really good thing. Um, but my friend Q and uh, Kay will come over to Thanksgiving sometimes and you know, Q and I will go out in the back and we talked about, um, cause he used to work at Renner Center for real on the South side of Chicago. And he would come and tell his stories. And you know, it was like me and Bashir would be listening to him and be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like that really happened. Like he would just, he would take the floor for a while. So then we, so that happened. And then, you know, we were talking about it. He was like, man, that could be a show, man. I mean, he was like, yeah, that could be. And so, you know, a year went by. And then the next Thanksgiving, Q was talking about stuff again. And then at that moment, like, we just got serious about it. I was like, yo. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't get this twisted. I don't want y'all to think we just do events. These events are for you guys, our podcast listeners. I want to see y'all in person. So I'm giving you our original fan base, the people that made us who we are. We're giving you 10% off at these Pastor Ox events. All you have to do is type Pod Love. That's P-O-D-L-U-V, all caps, you enter that, you got 10% off at the next Pass the Ox event. Don't meet me there, beat me there. We need to stop talking about it and be about it. And that's yeah. what I was talking about, that discipline that comes in. Right. Because I think up until that moment, it was just like a thought, a possibility. Yeah. But it didn't really start manifesting until actions were taken to create and step in the direction of Southside. Right. And so... Um, you know, once we once we took that leap of faith, you know, because nobody's paying you to to write an uh, outline, nobody's paying you to write the first draft of a of an episode. You're you're out there on a like what well, maybe they like it, maybe they won't. Yeah. And so I think because uh, it just so many things fell in just fell in line. Like in in addition to because originally we were at Comedy Central, right. And um, Comedy Central loved the show. They supported us tremendously, marketed it all over. I mean, when we first came out, we were in New York, Atlanta, Chicago, Los Angeles, on billboards and everything. Like, they really put, put energy behind it, which, very shout out to Comedy Central, appreciate that. And then we went to HBO Max, and the same thing. They stood behind the show and promoted it. But we just had, there was a chemistry that can't be, you can't create it. Right. It was just, you know, it was like a bunch of kids that were hungry and wanted to make people laugh and use their respective talents to bring the show forward. And I think it's evident and in, in what we've what we've displayed. So, yeah, it's 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 been a journey, man. But like, you know, plus everybody like everybody that's pretty much on the show, they're good at improv. Some people have done stand up. They're good at talking shit, you know, like yeah. they can shoot the dozens, yeah. all of that. Like, it's like, <laughs> don't get don't like. Don't get into a one-on-one with one of the twins. They will right. destroy you. Like, I mean, they nice and cuddly on TV, right, but right. if you come at them wrong, it's gonna be, that's off with the head. And, they, right. and then they won't let up. And right. I'll be laughing. And then you'll be mad at all of us. And then so, you know, that, but that's the reality of it. They're really talented individuals. Yeah, nah, it's funny that you mentioned that because, and that's why I say that, like the vibe of the show, it feels like 
it's such a good idea, right? Like, of course, there's gonna be like hilarious stories that it's sitting right about there. People getting their shit taken. You know, of, of course, there's a certain type of person that's right. going to sign up. So there's just so many stories around yeah. that, and I gotta say, I'm just so impressed with like one the diversity of characters okay. you know because it's not like just everyone works at the renaissance you That's know right. what i'm saying you got yeah. like the political dude yep. you know you got the cops and you know you got the hood dude <laughs> yeah. you even got like yo my favorite character who's that which one who uncle, is he uncle spike <laughs> uncle, uncle spike uncle spike nice. he's wild he's a wild boy <laughs> yeah, uncle Spike's a wild, he's a wild boy dog it's like you lose this so shit a lot the, it's full of unknown actors but everyone is so fucking good. Like, Spike needs awards, bro. Like, the faces that- You heard he it here first, Spike yo, needs awards. Yo, Spike, he, he don't even gotta say shit. He's a funny he dude, huh? Laugh. Like, there was this scene, what, what did he say? Um, <laughs> when he realized, when he had the clinic open, Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yo, we came my up behind signature him. is on everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just realized. Shit. I just lost my shit. And he had those buttons made and shit. He's like, my signature is all. Buttons. Yeah, all mean? over that lap. Yo, but like, he don't even got to say much. The fact that like he had the medical knowledge was hilarious. Yeah, man. You know, he's, so it's just. He's a war veteran. <laughs> That's why. That's where he got it from. He's a war veteran. Y'all you know, didn't know so, that. So all of that stuff just like it, it, it um, dials into the, I think the genius of the show, like showing the nuance of those characters. All those different characters exist in the hood, yeah. even like his little real lackey, life. like the crackhead dude. Yep. You know, uh, Scary Barry. Scary Barry. <laughs> well, Scary Barry looks like you have to sell ass again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. he's looking worried. I mean, I think I I, I think it's. I think all that credit goes to the Southside writing room. Mm. Um, I think it has strong leadership. They have a really strong direction of where they want to go with the show, but they're also committed to doing things that you haven't seen before and making good stories. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you can watch any episode of Southside, and it's its own independent story with the beginning, middle, and end that you can live in and move out of and not have to have seen any of the other ones. Now, if you see the other ones, obviously there are Easter eggs and connections that you can make if you're really paying attention, especially like in the background or other episodes. But um, for the most part, it's simply just, it's just a lot of fun, man. Like it's, 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 a, it's a cool job. Definitely. It's, it it's very, the best job I've ever had. Like I, cool when, we, when we're making the show and we're producing the show, I actually get upset on Fridays nights on Friday nights because I'm like, dang, I'm not going to be able to work for two days. <laughs> I've never felt that in my life, so yeah. it's awesome. Well, we here, we drinking some wine. Obviously. I, I said, are you a wine drinker? You I am, absolutely. Or? For this show, I'm a wine drinker. <laughs> well, you know, the, the beautiful thing is wine, <laughs> wine is a part of our lives. Yes, it is. You know, somehow, some way, one or yes, another. Yes, um, But yeah, man, what type of wine? It's a lot of babies named Porto. What type of wine do you usually drink? Um, that's a really good question. What I'm, do you enjoy to drink? Um, well, I don't drink that much. I'm more of a, a, a ganja guy myself, just okay. like the character Simon. I think it's medicine. We got, I the, think green, it's we got the greens in hand, too. Different show. <laughs> we'll be seeing you guys back momentarily. Be right back with the green. Right. <laughs> wine green in hip-hop. No. Um, I, uh, but I like um, Moscato. Okay. Enjoy yeah. that. Uh, I like a nice red wine uh, with some dark chocolates after yeah. a good steak. There you go. So that's like my best experience with wine ever. And then I had some experiences when I was a kid where, you know, I was throwing up the whole next day. 
And that's that cheap shit. But, yeah. you know. Well, don't drink Mad Dog, kids. See, I, I, I took the words out of my mouth. I don't drink Mad Night Dog train, 2020 Night or train. 2050. Don't. Oh, I, I'm about to throw up right now thinking yeah, about it. I was, I was. It's like. It's like cleaning solution. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you work for Mad Dog, fuck you. That shit is horrible. Get that shit out the neighborhood. The fuck? Oh, you tricked me once. Never again. Oh, man. I moved up in life. So this is um, this is a, a port wine. Okay. I went with this because of your song selection. Mm. So you know what we do here, wine and hip hop. Okay. You know, today. You pick the rhymes, I pick the wines. Okay. You went with Nas's represent. Straight up shit is real and any day could be your last in the jungle. Get murdered on the humble guns of blast niggas tumble. The corners is the hot spot full of mad criminals who don't care. Nuzzle and bears, we all stare at the out of towners. They better break north before we get the four pounders and take their face off. The streets is filled with undercovers, homicide chasing brothers. The D's on the roof trying to watch us and knock us. Right off the bat. Um, and when I think, and that, that's a certain era of Queensbridge. Like, yep. I can see, yep. I can see this hot summer right train station. Cross you know? colors. Exactly. You know what I mean? Gazelles, <laughs> the whole, like, it's, that's, it's, it's that's when, like, hip hop was, like, just, it it's, was, it was, it was different. Gritty. Yeah, you it gritty. Yeah. It was gritty. So I needed to pick something yeah. that was high alcohol. Okay. You know? And um, I also wanted to, you know, I always like, teaching moments and finding different ways to bring different conversations in. So this is a, um, a vintage port. Okay. Uh, and it's a fortified wine. Fortified meaning that, you know, instead of just, you know, regular fermentation that the, um, that grapes will do for wine, mm -hmm. um, here they also add brandy. Okay. Um, so a distilled spirit to, you know, <clears throat> put some ass on it a little bit. Yeah, they do mean? that to beer sometimes too. Yeah. Okay, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and so that's what a fortified wine is. Now, in Queensbridge, they don't drink um, port that is this nice. Okay. But they drink a lot of port. Like actually, as a young dude growing up, I was introduced to port in the hood. Okay. But you know, later on when I worked in the wine auction industry, I saw like they were selling port, like super vintage port and older Madeiras, which is also a similar style of wine, okay. also fortified. Okay. I'm um, just from a different area. But um, I was seeing those things sell for like crazy prices. And I'm like, yo, oh shit, my friends drink port, but they don't drink this type of port. So, um, so many people that I knew assumed that port was like a cheap wine, mm. you know, but we drinking some shit from 1995. It made it all the way here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And so, it tastes amazing, by the way. It actually, you did a good job pairing it up with the song because I feel like I'm drinking represent. Like the murkiness, the, the, the sweets, the, the, the heaviness on the palate, mm -hmm. and the smell. It's like, yeah, and it, it's actually getting a little like bang, bang. It's not like, oh, I'm drinking whatever, but it, it tastes good. See, and that's the thing, it's like, it's tough to pair wine such a gritty song. But you could drink this in some Tim's, a hoodie, and feel yeah. totally fine. Like, it fits, you know? Absolutely. So, you got so. the fucking we, Yo, we're going to do a drive-by. But first, we got to make sure we got the Portos on their ass. Don't be doing no drive-bys without. Like, we doing a walk-by. But we got to have Portos. And then after, you, you pour up with this. This is know? nice, though. This is yeah. nice, indeed. Um, so that was where that I like went. how it smells, too, you know? I, I also... Um, and you know, I did because it was Nas, and that's such a mm -hmm. New York quintessential song, and it's a New York feel. Indeed. Um, 
you know, I also wanted to go with something that was a quintessential New York wine. So I was in between these two. You know, okay. this is from Portugal. This is from um, Seneca Lake in New York. Okay. Um, this is a dry Riesling. Okay. Um, a lot people, of people cook with that. Yeah, a lot of people think like Riesling is always sweet, you know. Um, but, you know, Riesling actually has a lot of, um, a, there are a lot of different levels of sweetness in Riesling. Um, this is a dry one. And it's, um, if you're going to get wines from New York, there are okay. certain varietals that thrive in New York. So that's the shit. Is this man. one like, of them that thrives? Exactly. So Riesling <clears throat> is a grape that thrives in New York. What's the rule about mixing dark and light? Is there a rule? I don't got rules. All right. I fucking no rule. <laughs> this is no rule day in this bitch. Let me. First of all, it smells quintessential. <laughs> I just wanted to use that word. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, nothing can smell like that, but you know, you know, it, it, it's. I'm gonna do like you. I'm gonna go ahead and show. Like I got yeah, hit it with that swirl. Yeah, let me hit the swirl game yeah. up. Yes, I'll have another. Thank you. See. Ooh, smells like it's gonna come up later. And now, and what this actually does, you'll notice that this makes the aromas more present. Yeah. You know, by Absolutely. by doing that. I so. wish there was a lot of things I could swirl around like this. <laughs> Something that really stands out to me also about Southside, and I'll be interested to get your take on this, is like, I feel like it, is, it shows how intelligent people in the hood are. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like a very, it's a constant theme throughout mm -hmm. the entire thing, mm -hmm. but it's just very subtle. And a shit like, um, like Bluto, when the, the, my favorite scene in the whole joint, Right. is when Bluto was fighting his traffic ticket. <laughs> and he was his own attorney. Yeah. So this is not my, wine and hip hop is not my first uh, jump into media, right? Okay. I started this actually 12 years ago. Okay. Congratulations. And thank you. That's thank amazing. You. Um, but with an internet radio show at this time, right. Live 365, they had an internet radio joint. And I had a show called Stogel. Okay. And Stogel was an acronym for stereotypically thugged out genius on the low. And I feel like ah. Southside is full of Stogels. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? We're going to thug these motherfucking you know tests out. Like, your um, man's pocket square was a do-rag. <laughs> we gang banging on tests over here, man. You just need to understand. You know, that we, we but, hardcore on these tests. We're going to get all the answers right. You know, on the you low know, thugs, but we smart. It's nah, like, you know, cool. people would see someone like me stereotypically and not assume that I'm into wine or whatever. Yes. And that was a big part of like what that show was about. Like I had dudes that were like actively selling crack on the show talking about healthcare and how they handle healthcare in their life. That's, you know, it was just how, you know, it was that's deep. my start in right, trying right, right. to bring this culture to light. But um. I feel like everyone in Southside is like that. Like, what, what is it about that um, that you guys are trying to highlight? I think it's important um, that, you know, characters that we see on television, especially when it comes to people of color, are um, usually one particular way. And it was important for us to show that people on the South Side of Chicago are very, very smart. And... <clears throat> the narrative that's out about what it's like living on the South Side is very skewed. And I think, oh, I know it was important for us to show the fact that 
um, that's not the reality in which we live because I grew up there. I'm from the south side of Chicago. You know, I picked the Nas song, but there are, there are tons of Chicago rappers that I enjoy and listen to all the way around. But uh, my point to that is like, let's take my character for example, and we often talk about this. If Simon was born in different circumstances, he would own, he would run Wall Street. Yeah, that's a fact. You know what I mean? Due to the challenges and the decisions, because it's also response, it's also important to be responsible for your actions. Like that's you can't blame anybody else yeah. for the decisions and the actions that you make. Like so that's so that's one of the things that we live through through Simon. The fact that, yeah, he had to. In the beginning, he didn't pay child support, whatever that was. Yeah. He was doing some hustle shit, but he realized that was the bad way to go. He got baby mamas and all that, but at the same time. I was kissing on your bald head last night. You know, already know, right? <laughs> like, you know, and it was sweet, girl. It was sweet. Yeah, with no dandruff. But the bottom line is like, those are some elements that people can have, but you can also, the elements about him understanding the finance, finance the way that he does and the depth that he does, how he sees his opportunity, how he's an entrepreneur, how he goes for it, how he keeps taking L's and don't lay down. He keeps, mm -hmm. he's knocked down seven times, he's getting up eight. So I think you have people like that on the south side of Chicago, in Brooklyn, in Philadelphia. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you have people like that. You have cats that are really, really smart and who had an opportunity or didn't have an opportunity, but they're just doing what they gotta do based on decisions that they made in the past. And they're not in trouble, they're not right. out here banging. They actually working a shitty job. Right living a, a, a subpar existence with a side hustle so that they can make ends meet because the job don't do it. And that's really the reality of a lot of people. More people can relate to that than can't. So, um, and just because you're in that position doesn't mean you're not smart. It doesn't mean you don't have ambition. It doesn't mean you're not goal oriented. What it means is you gotta just work a little bit harder than the next cat, um, but you can still achieve you know, whatever it is you're going after. And I think, even through Simon's uh, wins and losses, for me, the thing I enjoy the most is the journey and, and his, his commitment to like seeing something through. And that's, you know, that's, that subconsciously is just, you know, being yeah. spread throughout the masses. So that's, that's important. And, and, and we don't, we don't, you know, we didn't, when we were in the writing room, it was like, we're not gonna be writing dumb characters. You know, we're not gonna yeah. write, oh, woe is me characters. Like, no, those are not, I don't live around old woe is me characters in real life. I live around, you know, all the way on the south side of Chicago. People was out here trying to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know guys got two, three jobs and, and two side hustles, whatever those are. That's what I grew up with. You know, right. nobody is like, oh, you know, I'm just going, we're going to figure it out. No, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. So I think that energy is spread throughout all the characters on the south side and, and just like, trying to push that envelope and be as funny as we can because at the end of the day, it's about laughs. Right. Like, how many laughs can we get out you before we, before we leave this 30, this 28 minutes or this 27 minutes? That's, Yo, that's what it's about. Honestly, it feels like, <laughs> like right, I'm gonna get these cats to laugh 100 times. We, tr like, we trying. It's, it's like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we talked a little bit about this in the elevator. You know, when I first watched the show, yeah. so I'll back up, right? Mm -hmm. So. I'm talking to this woman and like, she's just like, yo, this show, you know, now I can get home, watch the show Southside. I'm like, damn, I'm always looking for shit. I'm like, hi, I ain't never heard of shit. Oh, you don't watch Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, let me, hold on, let me back up for a second. So the way that you found out about Southside mm -hmm. is that you were at a gig yeah. and some lady at the bar 
was talking about she can't wait to get home to watch to watch what I, I just and this is just me thinking I like I wonder what she saw or how what what made her feel a certain way to to say that in that moment and be looking forward to seeing because the show the same shit because when I got home it was it was on shit still ain't came off that was three months ago so wait so so <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt your story I want to hear the rest because I love these stories these are like the stories I think about when. You know the the tough get when the when it gets tough. Right. right. I think about like, these why conversations. Why do you keep going? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like this is why I do it so hard because I know somebody out there is really enjoying that. So you were saying she said I can't wait to get home and you were like she was like well and that was the thing I'm like I'm always looking for shows. So okay. Like, Yo, so what you watching? What you watching? She's like, oh my gosh, Southside. I'm like, where? How I never heard of this? It's like it's on HBO Max. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna check it out. I go. She's like, Yo, it's hilarious, but. I'm, I'm weird like right. that. When people be saying shit, right. I'll be like, all right. You got to put know? a pin in it. You got to yeah, be like, yo, we'll see we'll if it's see. hilarious. Yo, I watched the trailer and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Most black people be like, ah, wait a minute. Hold on, yo, wait. Bro. And right. then, you know, literally five minutes in <laughs> after they graduate. Like, as soon as, as soon as, um. He was back in court. I was like, all right, yeah. Here we go. I'm, I'm here. We I'm off in. and running. I'm in. Like, <laughs> and it was just, you know, every episode got better and better. So, thank you. What it showed, like, what stands out when I was watching it, because, like, me and him, we'd be on our film buff shit heavy, all right. you know? So, um, what stood out was, like, was the writing, right? It was like the character development, the way that the characters were connected. Like, there was one episode in particular, well, two, actually, I'll, I'll highlight, the Ferris Bueller episode. Okay, season two. Genius. Love that. And the life of an Ottoman. Yes. A lot of it people love that one. Like, yo, the thing just, is, like, first of all, it's a, what, 22-minute episode? Yeah. And you got, short. like, what, four or five stories in there? Yeah, it just bang. Well, actually, they just keep going. I it think was, it's more than that. Yo, it was crazy. And then it, it brought it back. Homeboy in the beginning yeah. was homeboy from the end. It was just, it was... So it stood out that motherfuckers was dancing on you, writing like, all right, we're going to show you some shit. I'm going I'm to I'm dance on you real quick. The Ferris Bueller shit, y'all was dancing on motherfuckers. Hey, man. Like, it was like, all right, I'm a, for people that could get this shit, I'm going to fuck with you all day. The museum scene, the little, Yo. the Bueller shit. All of it. Kicking yeah, if, the fucking joint down the hill. Yeah, if you know, yo. <laughs> you gotta know. If you know things, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. This thing of ours, oh, this thing of ours. I know that you are um, also involved in um, the not-for-profit world. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like I look at that and I see what you're teaching children. Like, I see what you want to, yeah. what you want to bring out of people. So can you tell um, uh, everyone a little bit about the organization? Absolutely. I'd be, thank you for that, uh, for the moment to do that. Um, it's called Lane 44. So that's L-A-N-E 4, the number 44.org. And in a nutshell, what we do is basically we give opportunities to the youth on the south side of Chicago to have an experience on what it's like to work on a feature major film, if you will, which is, huge. Um, which is behind the camera and more so behind the camera than in front, but to have that experience and be able to do it in the community in which you know, I come from and where they live, because then you give energy back to the community financially. They, don't, they, give, they have an opportunity to learn 
a skill that they could use or ch choose to use or not, but more than anything, you're impacting the lives of the youth in that community. And for me, I wish somebody would have came and did that opportunity for me when I was a shorty because I was just running around snot nose, yeah. doing whatever. I could, I would, I would have loved to do something like that. So, and and the thing about it was, it was inspired by season one when I was sitting on location. A lot of kids came up to me every time we would go somewhere. They thought we were doing this show, that show. They had no idea what we were doing because we were brand new, and. That just melted my heart, and once I once we got done, I was just like, yeah, we finna, I'm gonna put something together. So lane44.org, we looking for support all the time. We're a nonprofit organization. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what it's about in a nutshell. Nah, it's that's real dope, man. Because there's so many people. It's like you said, people need to like see something to know how to do it. Like you mentioned with you guys and creating the show. Yeah. So so often, like people want to do something, but they don't mm -hmm. even know what it takes, mm -hmm. and so they cut themselves off at the feet before yeah. they even try because they assume it's not possible. Well, not only that, they talk themselves out of it. Like you gotta, I mean, if you want something in this world, I think it's important. You gotta first have a strong mind. If your mind is weak and fragile, and I'm talking about even from itself, if you talk yourself out of a lot of things, you ain't gonna get nowhere. You gotta focus and go after it, and just not whatever. Thunder, lose an arm, get set back 10 months. Don't stop because you're going to get it. If you really sit down and think about all the things you wanted in life that you really, really wanted, you got them. Mm. You got them. Definitely. If you really think about it. So if you put that same energy into something small or into something big and you come with the right focus, yo, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Yeah. Manifestation is real. It starts with visualization. Yo, we, listen, man, I talk about it. it almost daily, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got to say, the other piece about Southside that stood mm -hmm. out again, I can't say enough. I watched this shit, and my first comment was, why the fuck did, is this not winning Oscars? Like, honestly, <laughs> no bullshit. Well, it's not a movie. That's why it's not winning well, Oscars. Uh, but by Emmys. You know? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's Sorry. rough. It should win an Oscar. <laughs> Damn it. Is that good? No, Southside the movie. Think yeah, about we it. Should, we, <laughs> yo, we talk. Yeah, it's funny you mention that. You know, that's something we talked about once or twice before, but you know, you never know. It I might happen. I, I would it. hope so. Yeah, I watch it too. I'd be like, yo, this is fucking popcorn. This is good. But yeah. But um, no, so something that stood out is how well done the show is. I know it sounds like cap, but I don't. I say this shit without the star of the show sitting right next to me. A big thing that also stands out is the music. I, I, I was born on the South Side. I was raised on the South Side. Good days on the South Side. Got paid on the South Side. With the church on the South Side. With the work on the South Side. Old family from the South Side. Couldn't wait to go outside on the South Side. heard of Chicago artists but they're fucking amazing Chicago so, yeah, artists ask you about that like so how do you go about finding the music um like tell me a little bit about the the scoring the, the episode okay so uh first of all I know absolutely nothing about that <laughs> <laughs> just want to throw that out there but no I know the guy who uh I, I talk with the guy who um takes care of that like I hit him on Instagram all the time he's like because I have fans that ask me like yo what's the name of this song what's the name of that song so I have to go to him and be like Yo, what's the name of this song on this on this scene right here? And he'll tell me, and I'll shoot it to him, and they'll be excited. So, like, I know for a fact. Now, I do know some stuff. I'm like, I know for a fact that they do hold auditions for Chicago artists. Mm. They also let them uh, for engineers as well as singers, rappers, 
Um, on season one and season two, I think there are at least four individuals from Chicago who got like a debut on the show and it's, their career is kind of taken off. So, um, and, and, and that's another thing about us, like we're really Chicago focused, like that's where we are from. That's the area we know. We're not trying to do that somewhere. We're doing it right there at home and like show the world that there's some funny in Chicago that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Like you had, I, you had no idea we were that motherfucking silly and goofy and just wild <laughs> out like that. And we're about our business. So yeah. like, you know, we, we, we're just dedicated to the city in that regard. And then it's important like for me to give back to a city that gives so much, has given so much to me and my family growing up there, going to high school there, having friends there, having lots of family there. Like, yeah. yo, I wanna, you know, I wanna make sure that I put my best foot forward and I represent us well as it relates to the, the, the stratosphere of comedy. Cause right. Chicago has, you know, we got Bernie Mac coming out. We got tons of people coming out of there. Right. So you can't, and it's something you were talking about. You can't like, people are not gonna give you a pass. No. Like if you're, albeit there are, there are shows that are whack, and you don't hear people talking about them. So when, when people come across something good, and that's the energy that I'm getting from fans, they, they really appreciate it. And they're like, yo, this is, this is legit. So every time I hit it, I'm just like, all right, another validation. We yeah. believe in what we're doing. So we're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Nah, man. So would you guys, so the music is pretty intentional. That's dope. Yeah, absolutely. So would you, is it like a soundtrack y'all would throw out? Or? Um, not that I'm aware of. I do know that there is a Spotify Writer's Room soundtrack season one and two right now okay. on Spotify. But it's Southside season one sound, Writer's Room soundtrack, and then season two. But with there, I don't, there might be. I mean, not that I'm aware of. I can imagine somewhere they have like, yeah. you know, but it's like, you get like what, 10, seven seconds of a song? Yeah. It's just be hot though. I know, they fire. you <laughs> So you got, but, but if, again, if you ever want to know what song it is, like yeah. just hit me up and I'll put you on my man's. Who, who like does it. He takes care of all that. Yeah, yeah. He gets the rights, everything. So that's a whole other department. That's I'm dope. usually, you know, acting and writing. So I, that's right. a lane I'm just not into master. Right, right. Nah, so, that, that, yeah. that is dope, man. But I, I know got... the people, so I can get you pointed <laughs> in the right direction. Dope. Yo, man, I got to say, this is like, you know, I, I have a million more questions, but I don't want the sun to fucking... Yeah, it's going down. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but you know what? Listen, I, I, I'll say this. This starts the fucking campaign. Boom. Give these motherfuckers an Emmy. I'm like, yo, I ain't gonna front. Well, we, we can speak honestly here. Go ahead. I was like, why the fuck is Ted Lasso getting awards? I watched the whole Ted Lasso to try to understand it. Okay. I mean, you know, these things are set up. I'm just like, yeah, yo. I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't tell you, man. I, I mean, yo, all I, I can do is keep doing the funny and let it land where it lands. Like, I can't, like, and, I, and I, here's another thing, like, and this is something to all writers, actors, creators out there, and, and, I, and I hear you because obviously that's the pinnacle, but don't write for awards. Nah, yeah, nah. Don't do that. Write for the love of the story, write for the, fun, the funny, write for the drama, write for whatever your, whatever your genre is, write the best thing that you can write and let it land with that because to get an award, to be awarded is a whole nother different thing than actually being on TV which is a whole other thing from actually selling a show. So mm. it takes so many steps. Like, I know on the outside, you would think like, damn, like, how come they not? Yo, it's just, I'm just happy to be in the gang. Yeah. Season three, coming out this fall. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm but hyped. yeah, I love to win awards, but you know, hey, I can't, I can't sit around and wait for them to say, pick me. I gotta just keep doing my thing. Yeah, yo, honestly, I'm, I'm not, I'm also just like on some, 
again, you know, we talked about an elevator, but it's just when the level of comedy so quick yeah, is like that is that is true talent, man. So Yo, them writing rooms being you intense. Thank you. And everybody, um, your brother Bashir, like yes. dude, the whole team. Yeah, yeah. Give everybody Indeed. my love. Say what's up to my man Spike. Will do when saying? I see him in Chicago. Spike will holla at you. Spike, man. Come to come to come to VX, man. We outside, man. We got, we got some friends. <laughs> we, outside. we got some friends out here too, man. We got you, Spike. Yeah, cats love him though. He, he's, Spike's a good guy. He's a good guy in real life too, man. He's cool. Yeah, he's funny cool, as hell, man. Antoine. He's funny. Dope, dope. Well, yo, thank you so much for Indeed. joining me on the show. Appreciate it. Swine Thanks for having me. Peace. Hey. This was a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love.